You're listening to the Vadi Longmuir podcast, episode number 64. Welcome to the Vadi Longmuir podcast. And as you may have guessed, I'm your host, Vadi. This show is for ambitious parents who need help to edit and organize their business and life so they can have less chaos and stress and more calm and fun. If you're ready to leave overwhelm and exhaustion behind and start taking control of your life as a business owner and a parent, you're in exactly the right place. Hey, before we dive into this week's episode, let me ask you a question. How would it feel to be able to produce two weeks worth of work in just five hours? Wild idea, right? If you join me in my free weekly live class, I'll show you exactly how. I'm teaching my five simple steps to exceptional stress-free productivity. It's a live online class that I hold every single week where I walk you through the exact process I teach my private coaching clients. If you're ready to go from stressed out workhorse to exceptional productivity unicorn, head on over to varylongmuir.com slash class and save your seat. The class also has a live Q&A session, so if you've ever wanted to pick my brain or ask me a question, this is your chance. To save your seat, go to varylongmuir.com slash class and I'll see you in class. Hi guys, it's Vary here. Welcome to this week's episode. I hope you are well and you have had a fantastic week. Things are good here in my world. We are still in lockdown. We are still doing all the things at home. (laughs) But we are making the most of it, I have to say. Um, This last couple of weeks, I have been switching up a little bit of my routine with regards to my workout. Now, I know I had shared in the last few weeks that I've been getting out and running a whole lot more, which I am still doing, Um, but I've changed up my style of workout as well. And what I've realized for me is that there's a lot of routine in my life. There's a lot of systems in my business. So I have very much a, a weekly routine with regards to what I do in my business. A lot of my client calls are on a weekly basis. So we have our sessions at the same time each week. Um, the schedule with my sons is pretty much the same week to week um, other than the weekends. But my Monday to Friday is pretty routine. It's pretty regular. Now, when I have my time off, my free time, which I give myself a lot of, you will know that if you have been listening to the podcast for a while, I'm very good at giving myself chunks of time off. So full days off or full blocks of three or four hours off to do whatever I want to do on those days. So I'm very focused at being very productive in a short space of time, getting the work done that needs to be done, and then really honoring my free time, my downtime. Now, when we are allowed to be out in the world and do all the things, then I use this free time to go off and do different things, to be adventurous, to be spontaneous. Um, And it seems crazy to think about planning our time to be spontaneous, right? (laughs) 
But when I can plan these days or these big chunks of time, it really opens me up to be able to do whatever I want to do so I can be more spontaneous. I can take myself off for a full day somewhere. I can go to the beach. I can go to the city. Um, It lets me have complete free reign over what I do with that time. Now, at the moment, as we are in stage four lockdown, it's not possible to really go out and have a whole lot of adventures. The furthest I am allowed to go is probably my local supermarket. (laughs) That's within my five kilometer bubble at the moment. So I've been trying to find ways to add some variety to my days, to my weeks within my five kilometer bubble. So this past weekend, I discovered a new walking trail here that's within my 5Ks. Um, And I went walking with a friend on Saturday afternoon through this new trail, through this new part of the park that I'd never been to before, which was really lovely. I also switched up my coffee order, which is a bold move, especially when you live in Melbourne. You have a coffee order and you have that coffee order for life. (laughs) We don't get wild with our coffee order. We stick to what we know. Um, But I decided to switch from almond milk to oat milk. I know, bold move. (laughs) But really, I've really enjoyed having the variety with my workout to do some different things to listen to more music when I'm working out to work with a female trainer versus a male trainer. Um, And so this has been something that I have consciously chosen to create some of this variety in my life. I know a lot of my business clients put the pressure on their business to give them that variety, to give them lots of different experiences. But for me, I like my business to be as solid and as consistent and as routine and as systemized as possible because it gives me that sense of security, that sense of surety, knowing that things are in place. So I really look outside of my business, outside of my work that I do to create that variety, to create those kind of adventurous experiences. So That's how I've been creating some adventure recently. Walks to new parts of my suburb, oat milk over almond milk and some new workouts. (laughs) What I want to talk about in this week's episode is the word passion. Now, this word is one of the words that I chose way back in December 2019. Remember that? Remember that world? 2019, geez. (laughs) It was one of my kind of cornerstone words for this year. And it really has stayed with me um, through all the ups and downs that we have experienced in 2020. This idea of cultivating a sense of passion in my life has been something that I have kept coming back to over the months. Now, when I choose words or I choose a word of the year, um, I get really curious about what the actual definition of that word is, what the meaning of the word is, what the origin of the word is, because there can often be similar words, but they can have very different energies. You know, we can have frustration and anger, you know, they can feel very similar, but they do have different energies and they're subtly quite different. So for me, when I choose a word, I want to get really specific and make sure that that is actually the word that encapsulates what I want to experience. Because as we know, 
the only reason we feel a particular way is because of the thoughts we think. So if I want to cultivate this sense of passion, then I need to be thinking thoughts that will really produce that feeling in my body that will give me that emotion of passion. Now, as I was doing my research on the word passion, passion usually means strong emotions reflecting an intense desire or this boundless enthusiasm, right? We talk about people having a passion for football or people having a passion for social justice or people having a passion for cooking, right? There's this real intense desire and this real enthusiasm for that particular thing. But as I dove a little bit deeper and looked at what the original meaning of the word passion was, what I found was that the original meaning is a willingness to suffer for what you love. And I just love this definition of the word passion. Now, I know it probably doesn't sound very positive, right? A willingness to suffer. It can sound pretty heavy, right? But the way that I like to look at it is passion is that willingness to do hard things in order to create the thing that we most want, in order to do what we love, right? It's a willingness to feel that negative emotion in pursuit of the thing that we want, of the thing that we love. This past week in the Good to Great Sessions, my group coaching program, I got my students to do an exercise where I wanted them to identify what are the three feelings that you want to feel on purpose? What are the three feelings that you consciously want to choose, that you choose intentionally to go through your days and your weeks and your months experiencing? Now, often when faced with this question, people will often tell me they want to experience joy or excitement or motivation, or they want to experience peace or a sense of happiness or a sense of security, right? Now, these are all very comfortable emotions, right? They're positive emotions and they make us feel very comfortable. When we feel that sense of security or that sense of peace, there's a comfort in those words, right? But when we're doing something new, when we're doing something that we've never done before, we're trying to create something that we've never created before, that could be you know, a health and fitness goal, that could be a business goal, that could be an income goal in your employment, whatever that thing is, when you're trying to do something new, you're going to feel negative emotion. Now, that's not to put a downer on it. That is just the human experience. That is just how it works. When we're doing something we've never done before, we can't look back and find that evidence to feel confident about it, right? Because we've never done it before. So if we're doing something new, it's inevitable we're going to feel feelings like fear. We're going to experience failure if we're doing something new for the first time. We're going to feel a discomfort. There's a good chance we might feel a sense of disappointment or frustration when we can't do the thing we want to do quickly enough. Or we might try and we might fail and then we might experience the emotion of embarrassment or humiliation, right? 
So when we're doing something new, it is inevitable that there will be some negative emotion that we're going to have to open up to. We're going to have to experience in order to create that new thing that we've never created before. So what if discomfort was a feeling that you chose to feel? So with my students, when they're choosing those three feelings, what if they decided that of the three feelings that they wanted to feel on purpose, what if they were motivation and excitement and discomfort? What would that mean for them? For example, if it was a fitness goal, if it was wanting to run 10 kilometers for someone who had never run 10 kilometers before, then yes, they would need to feel that sense of motivation. They would want to cultivate that sense of excitement, right? But they're also going to have to embrace the feeling of discomfort because they're going to physically be doing things they've never done before. They're going to have to get up and go for that run in the morning when their brain is giving them 753 reasons why they should just hit snooze and turn back over and go to sleep, right? So what if you were willing to choose discomfort? What if that was something that you consciously chose because you knew discomfort was the price that you were going to pay to get that thing, to get that result that you most want? That's what I love about this definition of passion, the willingness to suffer for what you love. It has both those positive qualities of the joy and the excitement and the motivation, but it also has some of those negative qualities, you know, the frustration or the fear or the disappointment, because there's that element of suffering to it, right? So, In business, you know, we have to be willing to suffer failure. We have to be willing to suffer uncertainty. If we're trying new things, if we're trying to double our income or book more clients or be featured in a particular publication or become an influencer in our industry and become a thought leader in our industry, we're going to have to be willing to go through some of that suffering to experience failure and anxiety and fear and uncertainty. If you have a goal of perhaps trying to lose some weight, then you're going to have to have a willingness to suffer the cravings, to suffer the urges to eat the food that you know you shouldn't eat if in fact you want to lose that weight. And also in relationships, when we can bring passion to relationships, for me that means that willingness to suffer the anxiety of having difficult conversations, of setting boundaries with the people we love in order to create a deeper, more meaningful experience. For me personally, I crave passion in all the areas of my life. I want to be willing to experience those inevitable negative emotions, to have that deeper experience. I'm willing to suffer the sometimes uncomfortable vulnerability to create those deeper relationships. I'm willing to experience the fear and the potential embarrassment or humiliation in order to grow my business. I'm willing to push the edges of my comfort zone and go past them physically in order to be the strongest and be the healthiest I've ever been in my life. Because when I'm willing to feel these and I don't resist them, I don't avoid them, I don't push them away, 
then that's when I get to experience a richer and a fuller and a more authentic life. I can go all in because I know that there is no feeling that I'm unwilling to experience, that a feeling and emotion is simply just a vibration in my body. That's all it is. And I know there's no escaping it, right? It's just part of being human. It is part of the human experiences. But I'm willing to feel uncomfortable. I'm willing to go there. I'm willing to put myself in those places of feeling those negative emotions and not make it mean anything bad. There is no escaping discomfort because I will either be uncomfortable in the avoiding and the resisting of the negative emotions, or I can just choose to feel discomfort. I can choose to feel uncomfortable on the way to what I want most. The successful business, the thriving friendships, the connected, intimate relationship, the strong, healthy body. If I am willing to experience discomfort, and I know discomfort is the price I'm going to have to pay in order to create those things in my life, then I'm all in. I'm willing to do it because it's going to feel uncomfortable not going after them, or it's going to feel uncomfortable on the way towards them. And I know which one I would rather choose. One feels contracting. It feels limiting. It feels helpless in a way. But when we can choose discomfort, when we can choose the suffering for the thing we want most, the thing we are most passionate about, then that's when our life opens up to us. So where can you choose passion in your life? Where can you suffer the negative emotions on purpose to create a deeper and richer experience? What do you love so much? What do you desire so much? that you're willing to go all in, to experience the suffering for what you truly want. When you can do this, when you can embrace and welcome the inevitable discomfort and the anxiety and the fear and know that there is nothing wrong, it is just part of the human experience, then there is literally nothing that you cannot be, do or have in your life. This really is the secret to a well-lived life. That's all for this week, guys. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd super appreciate if you could leave a quick review over on iTunes. It really does help other people find the podcast too. Also, if you're listening on your phone, then take a quick screen grab of this episode and share it on your Insta story. And don't forget to tag me. I'm at Very Longmuir. Thanks as always for listening. Do the small things and I'll talk to you next week. Hey, if you're enjoying this podcast and you want some help to get control of your schedule as a business owner and as a parent, I'd love to have a chat. Each month I offer a limited number of free mini coaching sessions. I like to think of these as kind of like a casual first date. It's an opportunity for us to connect and for me to find out what's going on in your business and your life at the moment. I can show you how to create more space and less exhaustion in your days in just 30 minutes. These mini coaching sessions are completely free and with zero obligation. 
I know that every single person I talk to leaves with more clarity and more calm, whether they go on to work with me or not. So it's a win-win. There is literally nothing to lose. (laughs) For more information and to book your mini session, head on over to varylongmuir.com forward slash coaching. Thank you.